Welcome to the Dulas Youth Podcast. We hope this encourages and empowers you to be connected to God and one another. Thanks for joining us today. Enjoy the message. Welcome back to the Digging Deeper Podcast for episode eight. And today we have another special guest with us, a first timer on the Digging Deeper Podcast, the one and only Nick Cannon. Welcome to the show, Nick. Well, Matt, thanks for having me. Um, I'm kind of pumped to be on this podcast. I've yep. never been on a uh, podcast before. Good. Have you ever listened to our podcast? Uh, I did in preparation for this Good. one. Good. So you know, you know, kind of the drill. Yeah. Good. So uh, Nick, you grew up in the youth group, all that. Yes, I did. I will never forget your uh, your first time that I noticed you. Kelly was uh, helping pick out small groups for camp mm-hmm. and. She's like, well, there's a kid named Nick Cannon, and I had a couple spots left in my group, and I was like, yeah, I want Nick Cannon in my group, and you've heard me tell this story. I'm not sure what I thought you would have looked like, (laughs) but when I saw this scrawny, curly-headed kid roll it in, and you're like, hi, I'm Nick Cannon, and I was like, I'm sure I made a face or something, but I'm like, oh, hey, yeah, glad you're here. Um, That, and then when Cole that same summer at camp called you out for cussing. He came and told on you. Yeah, he did. Uh, <laughs> surprised I came back, but I guess it was good. It it's, was it good. It stopped me for that week. That's those for were, sure. Those were good memories, right? Yeah. Was that the same summer you got baptized or was that another year? No, the next summer okay. was when I got baptized. Okay. And you were like in my small group until we did connect groups and then yeah. you went to Katie's ever since, right? Yeah. You, you kept me in the small group that second year. Yeah. And then that next summer, I wasn't, and I felt yeah. like you just ditched me and kicked me out. <laughs> well, you're back it, now. It ended up being real good, and then I was back in the group. So. There you go. I don't all know right. what I did for that one year, well, but it I was don't, all right. I don't remember either, but it was obviously <laughs> it's probably about you cussing. That's what it was. Maybe. All right. So, Nick, let's let everybody get to know you a little bit today. Okay. Um, I, did, I did some research, nice. and I found this website that gave me the six – most impactful podcast interview questions, mm. right? So these are from the internet, not me. I'm not going to give you every one of them, but I'll give you some of them. Okay. okay. Just so we can help everybody get to know you. Okay. So what's the biggest surprise you've had in the last few months and why? <laughs> okay. The biggest surprise. Well, I, I mean, in all honesty, it's been, uh, this whole coronavirus, yeah. like just hearing about it, like I I don't really like pay attention to much news. So like when it was like first just getting rumored around, like this thing was happening, I just thought it was people overblowing everything. That's yeah, just and a then, little flu. And then it was deal. one week, everything started happening. And so I was definitely surprised by that. Um, and I continue to be surprised <laughs> by it, unfortunately. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like every week we hear something different. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, okay. Now we can't do that. Yeah. That's, that's so great. I guess at this point, I'm just not surprised and getting surprised since. Wow, that was deep. Yeah. That Write might that be, down. That might be the tweet line. <laughs> I was not surprised about getting surprised. All right. So if you had an extra up to $10,000 in the 10, thousands, 000. okay, somewhere between $1,000 and $10,000 of extra money in your budget, how would you spend it and why? Well, um, I would definitely pay off the little bit of debt me and Rainy have. So get rid of that. And then in all honesty, I'd probably 
put the rest, well, I would tithe first before I paid off the debt, Good obviously. Um, we can cut out that I said paying debt first. <laughs> um, but then honestly, I'd probably put the rest of it like just into savings in order to save for when Rainy does graduate from college, we can uh, go on a nice vacation with that. So just have that tucked away and not have to worry about you get your job. Now we got to save and then we can go. And it's like, you got your job. Let's go. So that's great. That's good. That's probably what I do. I like that. All right. Last one. How do you continue to learn in order to stay on top of things within your role? Okay. You want me to give you to you again so you can think even longer? Yeah. Okay. How do you continue to learn in order to stay on top of things within your role? Well, I would say really the way I continue to learn is um, by, well, doing it. So I do it and then not just like go on from what I've done, but like, I mean, with us having to do videos now, like yeah. I'm able to rewatch it. And, but even like when it's like teaching in the theater, um, talking to my small group leaders and just people who are witnessing and trying to get witnessing what I'm doing and trying to get feedback and see how that works for them and um, the people that they're leading in their small groups. So that just kind of helps me. That's good. Be able to see it all. That's good. So for those people that don't know, you work in our preteen ministry. That's fourth through sixth grade. Yeah. And um, what you said, I love it. You guys know I love to talk about being able to receive feedback mm -hmm. and uh, making sure that you're putting yourself in a position where people feel like they can tell you constructive criticism to help you and uh, it not, it's not going to hurt your feelings. Yeah. So big lesson for y'all to learn. Uh, listen to that because the earlier you can learn mm -hmm. to be able to take feedback, the more you'll be able to grow, not just in your walk with Christ, but honestly, yeah. in every area, your in leadership everything. will grow, all your skill sets will grow. Um, it's like having a bunch of coaches and stuff because yeah. you can't teach yourself everything. You've uh -huh. got to be able to Take don't, take, don't take it personal. That's right. All right. So on Sunday, Nick, you took us through Ephesians chapter 4, verses 12 through 16. So verse 12 kind of picks up uh, where verse 11 la left off um, with where Cole left us last week, that the idea is to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. So in chapter 12, we see this whole idea that God has gifted people with certain gifts, and he goes through this. But the last two that he goes through, the, the pastors and teachers, that their main role is helping equip the body. Mm -hmm. So in our church, we've got what we call pastoral staff. We have elders. These are people that we've put in positions. God's put them in those positions um, to be able to help equip everybody that's a a part of our church in order to build up the body of Christ. And then Paul continues in verse 13, he says, until we all attain the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So, Nick, on Sunday, when you were talking through this and, and everything, you um, addressed this idea of to mature manhood or the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that can sound very mm -hmm. like churchy, yeah. right? 
Uh, also, it's, it's one of those things that's almost like a hot button when you hear what we're all supposed to grow to mature manhood. Mm -hmm. Give us a little bit, just for the people that maybe haven't watched or listened to your message yet, um, give us a little bit. What's, what's Paul talking about when he talks about this maturity in Christ, this mature manhood or the, the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ? What's that about? Yeah, so really it's all about just growing in your relationship with him. And because, uh, you know, it talks about being childlike or mm -hmm. not childlike or sorry being like no being like an infant <laughs> yeah. i was getting all confused You're being close. childish not childlike <clears throat> uh and so which that whole idea is just that you know when we first become christians like we are like infants yeah. in our faith we don't know much um i definitely didn't when i first became a christian but um and like that's okay like that's where you're going to be when you start anything, but just this idea that, hey, we're not supposed to stay there. We're supposed to continue to grow. And the way we, we grow is by serving, by doing, doing things for the body, by yeah. being part of the body. And so maturity is just us not staying in the same place, really. It's just us growing and um, gaining in our knowledge of God. Yeah, I like that. You know, and... We miss out from Jesus being 12 years old to when he was 30 mm -hmm. years old. And really, we only have one verse in the Bible that explains much to us about it. It's Luke 2.52, where it simply says that, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor, favor between God and men. And you look at it at first glance, and you're like, why don't we get to hear anything about his teenage years? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure that there's plenty of people that listen to our yeah. podcast that are going, I'd really love to know what Jesus's me. teenage year struggles were That's like. That's me. But, but what the gospel's point is, is that what happened for Jesus is he got to this point of maturity where he grew in wisdom and stature. And it's the same idea that, that Paul uses here that, you know, we've, we've reached mature manhood. And it's not that there's this arbitrary, hey, when you're 18, you're a man. Mm -hmm. Being 18 doesn't make anyone a man. Yeah. Now, it might make you legally be tried as an adult. Mm -hmm. But maturity is not an age that you get to. It's honestly just the way that you, you view things. And when we're talking about with your stature of the fullness of Christ, it's, it's your relationship with Jesus. Like there comes a point when your relationship with Jesus is, is a whole lot deeper than what other people think it is. You know, I, I, I talk, I've been doing youth ministry a long time, and I talk a lot about how people ask the wrong questions. Like mm -hmm. they, they ask, how far is too far? Like, Matt, is it okay for me to, to smoke weed? It doesn't say in the Bible you shouldn't. Yeah. You know, can I get tattoos? Can I get these, these piercings? All these sort of things. And I always tell people, you're asking the wrong question. You're married now, right? Mm -hmm. Do you go to your wife and you go, hey, Rainey, um, like, I, I just want to check in. Like, how many, how many girls are you, like, cool with me texting late at night? Like, how, how many different girls can I slide into their DMs, or, like, before yeah. it becomes a problem? Do uh -huh. you ask her that? 
I haven't yet. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think I plan on that yeah. either. I think even if I just did it as a joke, it wouldn't be received well. No, because your your relationship with Rainy has matured. Mm-hmm. Now, early on, when you were just first dating her, you probably did wonder those things, like. Is it really cheating mm-hmm. if I talk to this girl? Is it really wrong for me to have these other friends? Or do, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And a lot of times when you're in this childlike state of your faith, those things are what come to you, and, and there just comes a shift when you have this mature relationship with Jesus where it's not so much about what can I get away with, it's how can I know you more? Mm-hmm. How can I be more deeply in love with you, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think those things are really good. And where I want to go and really kind of the digging deeper part of our podcast today, uh, you didn't go into this on Sunday, and there's probably for good reason, <laughs> but um, we, we see this idea brought up. And when, when Paul uses um, the idea here, when he says that until we all attain the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, the word there for Greek, or in Greek for knowledge is epigenosis. So I'm going to go a little deeper yeah, than, dig than deeper. all this. Okay, let's dig. <laughs> so the book of Ephesians uh, is written very similarly to the book of Colossians. They're both letters. They're both to uh, places in Asia Minor that Paul's writing to. They have a lot of similarities. Um, but specifically in the church in, in Colossae that the Colossians is written to, Paul addresses this heresy, and this heresy is called Gnosticism. So the, the term Gnosticism comes from the Greek word for, for knowledge, which mm-hmm. is just gnosis. Um, that's the way you would see it. I know most of you are listening. So if you were writing it in English, it would be G-N-O-S-I-S. Okay? So this idea of this knowledge, what they told believers, the people in the church, was that they had this secret knowledge. Mm-hmm. So you think you have a relationship with Jesus, but I know something you don't know. Like, I know him in such a better way. Like, we have this great secret relationship. And so they had this, this teaching, and where it came from is, and the premise actually isn't wrong, but they believed all flesh was bad, all spirit was good. So that sounds good, right? Mm-hmm. The problem is Jesus was both, yeah. right? He was uh-huh. 100% man, 100% God, 100% of the time. And so what happened is they were actually teaching that Jesus wasn't truly the Son of God. They believed, it's called a, a, a demiurge. Um, I think you, if you look yeah, he the, was like this superior being. Yes. Right? He, so he wasn't a, just a man, but their idea was all spirit was here. And so they would, they would have a descendant with just a little bit of flesh in them. This would be a demiurge. So it's a mm-hmm. little bit lower God. Yeah. Um, so in the film Moana, they call them demigods. Same mm-hmm. idea. So you have kind of this God man, but he's not fully God. He's not fully man. So when Jesus comes to earth, for Jesus to be in the flesh and to die means that he had none of his spirit. He had none of his godness. Well, that's not true. Yeah. And so what happened is they're, they're having this secret knowledge about who Jesus is, and it's infiltrating the church, and all these people are believing the wrong things about Jesus. 
And Paul's like, hey, time out. There's no secret knowledge. Like, you know this sort of thing. He says the same thing here. So when, when the word that we have translated in verse 13 as knowledge, it's epigenosis. So it's not just knowledge gnosis. Epi actually means this applied knowledge. It's like our English word wisdom. Mm-hmm. So um, you can know a whole lot of things, but wisdom is putting those things into practice. Yeah. And so what Paul is saying here, he says, until we attain the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, like he calls it out. And he said, there's these people that are trying to claim to you that Jesus wasn't fully man, fully God. No, no, no. You have the applied knowledge of who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, pretty important stuff. So here's my question for you. In our world today, where do, you, where do you see people that are maybe trying to convince believers that, well, you don't, you don't know it all. You haven't received all these things. I have this secret knowledge, this mm-hmm. secret relationship with Jesus that you don't have. Do, you, do we see that anywhere? Yeah, I mean, I can point to a, and maybe this is an answer you're looking for, but when I was uh, in college, yeah. I didn't go to Ozark straight out, of, uh, straight out of high school. I went to Bacon College, shut down now, so <laughs> you can't go there. I wouldn't recommend it anyways. Bacon with an E. But uh, we would... <laughs> We would, I went to church on Sunday, right, Sundays, and we, there was a family who they, like, rented, like, little, like, 15-passenger vans to come pick us up, bring us to church so that, you know, nobody had excuse of, I don't, don't have a car, I can't yeah. come to church. And so, like, I went with that group of people, and um, there was a couple guys there who, um, well, they said they spoke in tongues and they would in the service. And I know I never had like deep conversations about it because honestly, even then, like I was an infant in my faith (laughs) in all reality. Um, But so they, they were there and I know I would hear conversations between them and other guys who were ones who they didn't come every single Sunday, but like they knew church was something they needed to be coming to. And so like, they, they, they would come every now and then and they would hear these guys speak in tongues. And so mm. they would say, dude, how do I do that? Like, yeah. what's all that about? And they, they would just, I mean, not use the exact words of I have this special knowledge, but basically saying like, they have this special relationship yeah. and they would say, you can get there too, but like, you're going to have to like, just be part of this yeah, more and just continually pray and, yeah. and like and the the thing like me even though I was an infant like I knew enough to where I was like I don't like I wouldn't be able to defend my position then yeah. but I was like I don't think like that's right um but so looking back at it now it's tough because these guys were infants as well probably even more of an infant than I would have been and they're getting f- fed just not truth. And uh, I don't know if it stuck with them and if those guys are claiming to speak in tongues and stuff now, but that's where I've seen it personally. And when you bring up a question like that. No, I think that's a great answer. Um, You know, there's, there's a movement and it's the, it's the, a lot of times in charismatic church where for those of you that don't know, that's um, churches that believe kind of in this 
prophetic utterance, the speaking in tongues in a public setting or even privately mm -hmm. um, by yourself, or they believe in all the gifts of healing and uh, miracles and all those sort of things. And, and we believe those things exist. We just believe they have a different purpose. Yeah. Like we don't, we believe the gift of tongues isn't for personal edification. The gift of tongues is for the advancement of the gospel. Mm -hmm. So biblically, you see that, that the gift of tongues was to reach people with the gospel of Jesus. And a lot of times it was for the very first time. Mm -hmm. So when you see it now and it's a huge group of people where no one's interpreting mm -hmm. and they're just all saying, you know, whatever comes to their mind, that's not, that's yeah. not the same thing. And no. um, it's dangerous because when, when someone tries to give you the gospel and it's Jesus plus, that's mm -hmm. a dangerous place. And it's not just people that believe in charismatic gifts. Yeah. It's, it can be politics, right? Where, well, if you're Jesus, if you're going to follow Jesus, you've got to believe all these things and you've got to be a Democrat or you've got to be a Republican. Mm -hmm. That's not what Jesus says. And a lot of times these things that we add on to Jesus ends up making people not not want to be mm -hmm. someone who falls in love with Jesus yeah. or get to know him, right? Mm -hmm. So when we, when we say, or when Paul says here that we would have the, the knowledge of the Son of God, that we would mature to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, why is it so important that we understand that everything we need we have in Jesus? And it's... I mean, I think about me personally, like if I didn't know that truth, right? That mm -hmm. like, like I'm good with just Jesus. Like I would go crazy in all honesty. <laughs> like I'm already enough of a warrior, but no. if it's like, man, I got to do this and I got to do this and I have to try to gain this extra knowledge. I've got to try to, um, at a loss for words kind of but basically just I would put the pressure on myself which almost I mean kind of goes like Jesus already did everything yeah. and but if I'm trying to put the pressure on myself obviously I'm going to crumble under that because the price that Jesus paid is one that like we can't pay ourselves yeah. and so that's why it's so great that Jesus did in fact actually do it <laughs> yeah. but um, so yeah, I think it's important just like for us mentally, us being able to, um, even just like live a life yeah. and then too, like if, if that was the truth and like, we have to like do all of these other things and we could be more focused on that than reaching other people with yeah. the good news. So like it would put a hindrance on growing God's kingdom, growing God's body, which is I mean, what that's all about. Absolutely. Uh, so let, let's finish out this passage. I know you talked about it on Sunday, but I, I think it's just so good for us to hear when we're understanding mm -hmm. that I have everything I need in Jesus. I don't, I don't need anybody else. Like, I, I love the passage where um, it says, you no longer need a teacher because I've, I've given you everything. Mm -hmm. Like, you have me. You don't need someone else to come in and try to teach yeah. you. Um, which doesn't mean like, hey, stop listening to this podcast. <laughs> uh, it means that 
Jesus is going to reveal these things to you. The Holy Spirit living inside of you will let you know. Just like you were talking about, even though you were an infant in your faith, you know, when you saw this other stuff, there was a there was something in you that went, uh, I don't know about yeah. this. And mm-hmm. it wasn't just the way you were raised. It was the fact that God's Spirit is, is teaching you. So listen to what he says. When we, when we have this uh, measure of stature of the fullness of Christ, so that will no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning and the craftiness and, defe- and deceitful schemes. You realize that even still today, this isn't just a problem that existed in the first century. Mm-hmm. There's still wolves in sheep's clothing. There's still people that are trying to profit off of preaching. There's still people that are, that are in pulpits that are preaching a false gospel. And you have to be able to know I have everything I need in Jesus. I don't need to look for something else. It's this level of maturity that you're looking for. He says, rather, verse 15, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into Him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, bring us all back to this whole idea we've been talking about for a couple of weeks, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So what I want to I just kind of finish with today is we wrap up this part about kind of spiritual gifts, the body of Christ. The purpose of spiritual gifts are never for self-edification. They're always for building up the body of Christ. You hear it right there. That's what Paul says. He says it in 1 Corinthians 12 as well. Like, I don't use my spiritual gifts on, on myself. Yeah. If I have the spiritual gift of giving, I can't give to myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, man, you're just so generous, yeah. Matt. Thank you again. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if I have the spiritual gift of preaching, what good does that do if I just preach to myself? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I need to learn things, but that's not using my gift. My, my gift yeah. of preaching builds up the body. So if you were to encourage junior high, high school students specifically about using their gifts to build up the body rather than building up themselves, what would you say? Like maybe there's a, a helpful tip that you have or um, just something you wish you would have done better at when you were, when you were their age. Um, you got anything for, for our listeners about how they can help build up the body and really use what God's given them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my advice really would just be like, start serving. Um, and like, yes, serve in the church, obviously. <laughs> like we want you to be doing that, but like also serve outside of the church, doing, doing things for other people. Um, and don't just sit on this fact of like, oh, I need to find out my spiritual gift before I serve but like serving is part of how you find out your spiritual gift, yeah. right? Like may, maybe you don't know your spiritual gift and you're like, oh, may, maybe it's preaching you and you're not going to know until like you might try and not be that good. And it's like, okay, at, at least I know that now though, yeah. right? And so um, that's Disclaimer, what I Disclaimer though, say. all of our first sermons were really bad. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. okay. Good. It's, it's pretty, but it doesn't feel bad in the moment. But looking back, you're like, oh my goodness. Yeah. But uh, yeah, now you made me lose my train of my thought, bad, Matt. My bad. Um, but Ser- yeah, just serving outside of the church. Yeah, just getting, getting to know what. Just you're do doing. it. Don't uh, don't wait for 
God to speak to you and say, your spiritual gift is yeah. giving. Yeah. Because you're probably not going to hear that audible voice. But like when you do it, like you're going to know. Yeah. There's not going to be a shadow of a doubt. You might have doubts going into it, which I feel is normal. Yeah. But like God is going to assure you in that moment, even if it doesn't go well, like you might, you're going to be reassured that, hey, like, this did feel good. And good. I look forward when I can do it again. And it, <laughs> it does go well. That's so, good. Yeah, just go and do it. You know, it reminds me, um, since my kids have gotten older, I've gotten to coach them in sports. Mm -hmm. You've gotten to coach my youngest, yeah. Levi. Um, but part of that of being a coach is just getting kids out there and letting them play. Mm -hmm. And then you figure out. You figure out, hey, this kid's better at running the ball yeah. than he is at pulling flags. Mm -hmm. You know, this kid has a better shooter than he is at playing defense. And they learn by doing. And yeah. they learn just by, hey, I'm gifted in this area because I went out and did it. Mm -hmm. But the trouble is in the church, a lot of times people just don't ever do anything. Yeah. And so they never find out, hey, I'm gifted at this, or hey, I enjoy this, or hey, God made me to do this because they just sit on the sidelines. Mm -hmm. And so big thing today, um, get in the game. Don't allow yourself just to sit there any longer. Find a way to serve. Find a way to get involved. I know it's difficult right now uh, yeah. with everything that's going on with the coronavirus, but I will tell you, find a way to do something, whether that's sharing this podcast, sharing our YouTube channel, um, you know, and getting out there and finding ways to, to, to talk with people and not just posting it on your story, but maybe it's something that's helpful and God put someone on your heart mm -hmm. that you're thinking of. And you just text them and text them the link real quick. And you say, Hey, I heard this. I thought about you and, uh, let God use that. I mean, there's just, yeah. there's all kinds of ways that we can do it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's one thing I guess I'll just add to maybe my answer from before is like, it doesn't have to be something big. It doesn't yeah. have to be the on stage doing something that a lot of people are going to see just a simple text to yep. a friend who is on your heart. Like, yeah, you're only serving one person in that moment, but you're serving, you're doing what Jesus did. And that's how uh, we're going to gain in that knowledge, yep. right? Like that's ultimately how we're going to, that knowledge isn't just um, reading my Bible, knowing all the facts about Jesus. This is where yeah. he was born. This is the first miracle he did. Those are good things to know and learn. But like we learn about Jesus through doing yeah. and loving like Applying Jesus. that knowledge. Mm -hmm. That's good. Well, Nick, thanks for being a part of yeah. our podcast today. We love all of you. Thank you so much for listening. Please share. Please like. Please review. And we will see you next week. Thanks, guys. See you guys. Thanks for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, even take a screenshot and share it to your social stories and tag us at Do Loss Youth. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you soon.